genre. What up, nerds, and welcome to Tales from the Short Box, the once-weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about last week's comics. My name is Adam Sheehan, and I'm here today, as usual, with your panel of co-hosts, Sean Petit. What up? Casey Crawford. Hello. And RJ Vite. hey As a courtesy, I want to remind our listeners that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. If you haven't read last week's books, we're going to ruin them for you. I'll also give you some time to stamps in the description. Uh, our top stories today are Wonder Woman Dead Earth number four by Daniel Warren Johnson and Excalibur number 11 by Teeny Howard Marcus Toe. And Thor. Oh, and uh, we're doing things a little differently this week. Uh, we've got a third top pick in here, Thor number six by Donnie Cates and Nick Klein. We just couldn't come to any kind of agreement, so we said let's have our cake and eat it too. Everything's a top pick. It took us until a recording to figure out that. We yeah. shouldn't actually yeah. decide and just do everything. Yeah, before we hit record, we had like this this knock down, drag out fight over picks <laughs> that almost ended the show as we know it. So we're like, guys, let's just do three top picks. Let's just I, all I wanna... have a piece of the pie. <laughs> I don't want to lose any friendships over this. Too many good this. books this week. <laughs> too many good books, and also somehow not enough good books. <laughs> no, there's yeah, there's lots of good books, but only RJ struggle. read them. That's the problem. <laughs> RJ read them and then didn't tell any of us about get them. Get on my level. That's actually that's not, not true, true at all. You, yeah, you guys not have not been listening to RJ at all. At all. <laughs> I'm the only one that listens to RJ. I'm like the I'm like the the crazy preacher outside the street with pamphlets that don't make any sense, handing them out to people. But then if you actually take one of the pamphlets, it's just like, oh. Like, oh shit, he's right. It's true. The world is I have a weird habit of stopping and listening to those guys. (laughs) It's fascinating to me. Well, they're so fascinating. They're better than the uh, the guys who try to sell you lotion at the mall. They just like, they just like physically assault you. I'm you you, you say, almost have to fight them. Yeah, exactly. I'm glad you said at the mall because I thought you were just going to stay stop at lotion and was like, those who was doing that? <laughs> yeah, those are that's a different yeah. kind of. Are person. you are you in trouble, Sean? <laughs> it's called a kink, and I would like you to not shame me for it. Thank you. Yeah, we don't we don't yuck anyone's yum on Ugh, this podcast. God damn it! <laughs> it's a very very well moistened yuck. Mm. <laughs> well, that's wet, a twofer. Some wet ass yuck. Oh, no, no, no. Nope. <laughs> Shut it down. <laughs> There'll be no talk about wireless access points in this show. So speak for yourself. <laughs> That's what that song's about, right? Yes. yes it is about Wasted networking equipment. Potential. It's about networking equipment and or racial slurs for the Itali- Italian-American citizens. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Nice. Whoa. <laughs> Casey. She's got to keep us level. Got to keep us grounded. <laughs> so yeah. So how is everybody? Good. It's been a long, it's been a long it's week. Been a long, been a long time. <laughs> I keep Just having this. Ass. Um, I keep having this issue where like I get to my weekend and then I have to keep working, so my weekend doesn't actually start, and it's you, becoming an issue. You should stop you do doing that. I. I agree, Casey. I completely <laughs> agree. I'm going to try to do it tomorrow and see how it goes. <laughs> no. Do a trial run of not working. Of not working on the days I'm not supposed to work. Yeah. You just <laughs> wake up and there's a computer that needs to be fixed and you're like, I don't even know how they got here. It just asked me itself. It's like it's, not it's even it's your job, too. It's just like, I'm doing people at someone else's job on my day off. You, you fix it and it's like, all right, you're fine. And it pulls out its little computer arm with a hammer. It's like, no, don't, don't do that. <laughs> it just keeps don't, breaking don't, itself. Don't. <laughs> Please don't. 
it it's hold- not even a software problem. <laughs> yeah, it holds itself <laughs> hostage from me fixing it. It's like, no, you're you have to keep fixing me. <laughs> wow, it's like it's like misery, but but for like an IT. Oh, yeah. So just being IT. Yeah, that sounds terrible. Yeah, no, the, that would actually just be stuck on the phone with someone who doesn't know what anything is. Oh, so I've like me yesterday when we were troubleshooting my computer problems. Yeah, but times like a hundred. Like, <laughs> like when I'm I say settings. Like when I say open a web browser and they say what's that, I immediately have to just put them on mute and just sigh and just really <laughs> buckle in for what I'm about to have to deal with. Those are the worst moments because you get that like that dread of I'm I'm, I'm going to be on this call until I'm dead. Mm-hmm. There's just there's no way to come to <laughs> yeah. a solution here. Exactly. Uh, I don't never going to fix it. Well, it's never going to happen. Because when you start with the most basic terminology and they don't know what it is, you have nowhere to go. Yeah, you where do I just computer? Because if you say Google Chrome and they don't know what a web browser is, like you. No, <laughs> it's not gonna. It's, they're not gonna know what that means. Okay, then you have to pretty much describe language. shapes and colors. Are right, do you see a blue <laughs> shapes e. and colors? <laughs> I, dude, I wish I was joking. <laughs> no, that's that's exactly what it's like. What the if they're also colorblind? Like e. Yeah, then you're just then. Oh God, why do you? You're just gonna give me like nightmares about this help desk call, Casey. <laughs> oh man, I don't even think I told you guys I had an anxiety work dream about like people that won't that wear masks. That's that's completely it's like legit. very specifically like quarantine anxiety work dream. I curb stomped the guy in my dream, so that was fun. Oh, whoa! Well, well, well that's good. You handled it. Did yeah, you do dude, it with the nose that was singing out? Of no, his no, mouth? no. He just flat out wasn't wearing a mask, and it was it was at the downtown store, and he got to like the um statue cases so he, he took like maybe like 10 feet into the store and he's like i'm not wearing a mask i uh, you can't tell me with i I'm, i believe in freedom and then like i just like start coming at the guy and like physically forcing him out the door and then i get him out into the sidewalk and i just start kicking his skull in and so that was nice honestly <laughs> all right so if you're listening to this and you're in the philadelphia area and you want to go to a comic book store uh for your own personal physical safety you should definitely wear a mask i mean in general you should just for your own personal physical safety wear a mask everywhere you go but especially if yeah you're but i mean me. like <laughs> if you're around casey it's good that physical harm's gonna come a lot faster a lot harder yeah it's not gonna it's not gonna yeah. take two weeks you might not die of covid you might die sooner <laughs> <laughs> wow that was a clear and present threat we just recorded on this show sick sick yeah. We've taken. We've officially taken a stance. I plead the fifth. You <laughs> uh, have no proof that me. I said any of this. <laughs> don't I also had me. a guy. Uh, if we're while we're on the subject, I had a guy um, try and be cute with me at the train station. Like he, I was like sitting there talking to my mom on the phone, uh, wearing a mask, mind you, with my bike next to me. And this guy got cute with me and tried to like he was he got like real in my personal space and was like, "Can I ride your bike?" And I was like, "Where the." is your mask and like that was how i responded and he just like <laughs> he just shut down and got flabbergasted i'm like hey maybe you just shouldn't invade people's personal privacy personal space in public you fucking piece of shit like it's just like <laughs> it's being able to come at like dudes that think it's cool to come on to women in public but like also with a pandemic level it was it was pretty yeah. gratifying you have to save that lie. stuff for the bedroom <laughs> There, there are some times where I wish Casey had Wolverine claws. Me too. <laughs> so you didn't have to actually talk. You could just be like, Shink. yeah, just like just pop about. It's like, all right, whoa, hey, hey, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> all 
I don't think I think uh, I think a lot of people that have to you know a lot of women probably would want that as just honestly. A, I mean, they like, make keychains that serve that purpose for a reason. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Horrifying. Horrifying nightmare scape. Yep. <laughs> I don't want to live on this planet anymore. Anyway, so speaking of comics. <laughs> nice. Good segue. They tend to happen to take place off planet. Do we have any off world comic books that we want to talk about? <laughs> just need to get us out of here, guys. Right, right. <laughs> I just I just remembered that I don't I didn't actually figure out what the hell my pick was gonna be because we stole Thor. Am I still doing Once in Future? What's happening? It's cool. I just, I just in a moment forgot what mine was. <laughs> Where am I? Who am okay, I? So does anyone know a book they actually remember reading and want to talk yeah. about it now? All right. Well, I, I already dropped sure it. I already, I already talked about it. So I'm going to do uh, Once in Future number 10. Uh, mm. It's not off world, obviously, but it's, uh, it's Kieran Gillen, Dan Mora, and uh, Tamara Bonvillain. Um, so this book is fucking great. Uh, this book is gorgeous. It's gorgeous. It's, it's amazing. Gorgeous. There's the Tamara nut- Bond villain is fantastic. Oh my god, like, so she's she's incredible. The color in this book, especially in this issue, because there's a there's a moment where um, yeah, Sean's holding so, the, up to the so screen right now. It's amazing. Um, so basically, uh, we see Grendel is tracking down Grandma. And uh, grandson is is trying to do his best to like get to her because he realizes what's happening. <laughs> um, and there's a part in the, where she's just like sitting around watching like like a uh, Great British Cake Off or whatever the hell that show is called. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, like in the nursing Cake home. Off? Yeah, you know what I mean. But uh, yeah, they're all they're all sitting around the nursing home talking about it, and then like the color shifts in the room, and there's like these little bubbles of like color floating, and then one of the dudes is like, "Am I having a stroke?" And she's like, "No, no, no, hon, this is <laughs> you're not imagining it. This is real. Go to your rooms." <laughs> and she just uh, you know, and she's she's like asking the orderly like, uh, you know, I have any like uh guns around here, do you? And she's he's like, "What?" And she's like, "I'm kidding, but seriously, do you have any fucking guns though?" Like, <laughs> just you know, because we're probably <laughs> we're probably gonna need a gun in a minute. Yeah, we're probably gonna need a gun. And um, the the real funny takeaway aside from all of that banter, it was like, so the the grandson is like talking on the phone with his like the the chick he went on one date with, who's now their like oracle. Which is and great. she's like, she's like, I told the cops to back off, you know, like citing the regular like, you know, circumstances. But you know, being that they're so hot, fuzzy in Somerset, uh, they might actually sh- n- disregard and show up. Mm-hmm. And then actual hot, hot fuzz shows so up. Good, like it's obviously those three actors. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, um, it's... yeah, like Sean Penn, Nick Frost, and I can't remember the chick's name. Just show up fully so strapped, good. and. Uh, <laughs> And then immediately get eaten by Grendel because Dude. Grendel has arrived. Wait, did you say Sean Penn? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg, yes. <laughs> I didn't even catch that. Uh, uh, you know who I meant. Uh, yeah, Simon yeah, Pegg, the guy, sorry. Yeah, the guy from Hot Fuzz, Sean Penn, yeah. <laughs> Sean, <laughs> Sean oh, no. It's a very different movie, I'm sorry. <laughs> Scott Corelli, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Dude, that oh, would be... Can you imagine sad. just watch that movie, just everything else is the same except Simon Pegg is now <laughs> Sean Penn? That's a a very aggressive movie all of a sudden. Um, But anyway, yeah, Simon Pegg just immediately gets, like, eaten by Grendel. Like, just full stop. And and it's beautiful. And they they drew it incredibly gorgeously. It's so good. Um, But I think the really funny part about that is, like, that they name-dropped Hot Fuzz, and then, like, Mm -hmm. three pages later, 
had them in the book. And I'm like, that's really funny that they just like did that kind of a weird little funny bit. But also it's I think it's super intentional. It's like meta on meta because mm-hmm. the whole point of the book is all the stories, stories are real. Are real. Mm-hmm. So like all the movies are also real because they're just elaborate modern mythos. Mm-hmm. You know? So, oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that at first I was like, funny gag, and I'm like, wait a minute. Nope, it's deeper than that. Oh um, wait, my brain is melting. <laughs> How far can I? This rabbit hole can I go down? I just uh, yeah, the writing in this was like the art is like I can't, we can't say enough. You got to pick it up. You got to buy this like, book. There's no it's way. Also, to maybe describe. my favorite cover of all ten. Yeah, uh, yeah the cover really cool. is super cool. Yeah. yeah, that's like a dream team, um, creative team. It really is. Kieran Gill and Dan Mora, Tamara Bonvillain are yeah, incredible. Like, and like and and I don't know how Dan Mora sleeps. There's a couple artists in this this episode. Dan Dan Mora and Daniel Warren Johnson are like are on just... more interiors and more covers than like anyone I've ever seen. Like it's like when do they sleep? Like same with Tamara Bonville and she's on she's everything. on yeah. everything anything that's yeah. good. That's why like that's why we are starting to like realize it's her because it's just like it's like popping. who the hell did the color in this book? And then yeah. you flip yep. back to the front, and you're like, yep. It's my girl oh, again. There she is. Yeah. Yeah. Almost every time I, I I have that thought, it's it, it turns out to be her. Yeah, and I think she works with Dan Mora not a lot. I might be mistaken on that. Mora and ba- and Bonville are doing a Batman story. Too. That's what it was. I'm I was in. just I was that's what I was just saying is that I think they work together like fairly often. Who's I, writing that? Uh, I forget. It's part of the detective. Um, I guess it's like an anthology or something. Oh, it's like the de- detective ten twenty seven. 1027. Yeah, because it's like oh. the 1,000th anniversary of got Batman's it, first appearance. It, I forget who's writing it. Yeah, I'm sure we'll end up talking about that because that looks like it'll be cool. Yeah, that's a, a, the 1,000th issue that Batman was in Detective Comics, right? Yes. Is that what it is? That is. Mm. That, that, that is correct. The math checks out. I did it. <laughs> Tw- 27 plus 1,000. <laughs> and got it. One ten twenty eight. Fuck. Oh, how did I... I'm going <laughs> to... I, I carried a one I, somewhere somehow. I'll talk about a wrong turn at Albuquerque. <laughs> I love just some of the jokes in here too. The grandma cracks me up. She's um, fantastic. They're like, oh, because they're they were like arguing about like the Beowulf poem and like how like no one read it and it got stolen or whatever. And then like Grendel's coming after. He's like, how do you kill Grendel? You've read the poem. It's like, well, when Beowulf ripped his arm off, it's like, oh, Beowulf did it and oh, he's dead now. I fucked Fuck. up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know how we're gonna kill Grendel now. <laughs> uh. Yeah, and I love like the, her talking to the orderly, and she's like, "You just need to get me the knife and just go away. And just go just... In the, don't be a hero. Just go." Yeah. Just oh, go and in then the she like she breaks into the the like room where all the like other old people are hiding. She's like, "It was like the door was barricaded by like a light table." And she's like, "Was this was this supposed to stop someone from coming in the room?" And she's just like <laughs> halfway in the room already on the phone with her grandson, which is yeah. oh my god, this it's book is so issue. great. Yep, it's I'm... uh, it's solid. Everyone, go read it. Yeah, chin. pretty much. That's what I'm saying. Yep. What else y'all got? What else do we all got? I don't know. RJ, I feel like RJ's got so many books every week, and we need to just, he's just going to rattle off a list of 50 for us. <laughs> and they're all going to be great. Go. Is this your way of making me go? Yes. Oh, I'm making you. <laughs> okay. Fine. <laughs> I know you got a bunch. You were telling me to read, like, I was like looking for some books, and you're like, here, boom, boom. Boom. This one, and, and this you one, didn't and like any one. of them. <laughs> I I like the Swordsman Empire one, just not. It wasn't a pick level. I, my standards right. are. I set a certain bar. Are, are you oh, saying yeah. RJ has poor standards? 
No, I'm saying that <laughs> um, I didn't want to talk about Empire. Ah, <laughs> got it. <laughs> All right. So my pick is G.I. Joe 7 by Paul Alwar and uh, Chris Avenue. Um, it's been a minute since Joe's come out, I think. It has, um, yeah. I feel like it's been a minute. Um, also, man, bring in the sad with this, this issue. Bring in the sad. I... I cried and then I reread it and then I cried again, Damn. even though I knew everything that happened. Oh no! <laughs> uh, so this issue is um, Scarlet's backstory of like what she was doing before um, the world was taken over by Cobra, and so she, unlike a lot of the current Joes, which were like civilian scripted soldiers, she was a she was a soldier before, and she kind of came home from war with PTSD. And, Not um, kinda. She very much had some very serious PTSD. Yeah. So there's all these like panels of her taking out the trash or like uh, going to or just like walking down a street or something, and then um, uh, it will get interrupted by another panel that is kind of X-ray-y, and uh, it will be like her with a gun or like an explosion will go off or something. And uh, the other panels around her are perfectly fine, so it's like her her PTSD triggering in real time. Yeah, and it's always like they're... some kind of like unexpected noise, or you know, like like yeah. the things that would you know, like her just like looking into the dumpster and making sure that there's no explosives in it, and then and then being shocked anyway, you know, like being like being taken aback by the the loud crank like of the yeah, it, it's very well depicted the way that they show what PTSD would look like. Like, yeah. I feel like I have a very strong feeling just from this issue alone, you know? So then she gets a visit from Duke, and um, she's like, you know, I I want to I wanna fight with you, and he's like, you gotta, you gotta stay here and, uh, you know, get better, and uh, she's like, well, you, you know, you're fine, like, how come you weren't affected by it? And he's like, it's not that I wasn't infected. It's just that, you know, it's different. Um, I, it's like I had to work through it, too, in my own way. Everyone's brain deals with these things differently. Um, but it's just, that, it's just that a difference, not a weakness. And um, so they kind of work through it, and she ends up going to group therapy um, with all these other vets. And uh, there's this guy who is talking about he's like has anyone noticed the soda pop situation uh they're like what and he's like yeah there's like all these fancy new sodas yeah it's like like cherry cherry vanilla paoli soda or something yeah and she's like wow i i really see how that's a big issue and he's like yeah well you know while i'm trying to deal with this uh snake wrapped around my brain um all these dumbass civilians were making uh flavored sugar while i was watching my brothers die and yeah I like, and i have to just uh, reconcile I, mean, I have to reconcile yeah, point. people are still dying while i'm trying this new fancy soda that everyone's freaking out about yeah yeah um was the soda good that's kind of relatable wasn't it <laughs> and then uh right <laughs> so then he goes over uh over there all you had to do was survive but when you get back home and then Scarlet finishes, they expect you to live. Mm. Um, 
I really like the line that um, the Duke says to her. I forget if it's at the beginning or at the end, but he basically says, like, you have to fight your own war first. You have to finish your war before you jump into another one. And that's why yeah. he won't let her sign up for the current G.I. Joe situation. Hmm. So, and then it also, there's these panels of her sleeping, and um, uh, she kind of, uh, she's, like, been sleeping with her tack vest. And um, she has another conversation with the with the guy uh, at the therapy group, and he's like, "I tried the the soda; it was really good." My wife, you know, was like, "Maybe you should um, just try to, you know, spend your time on on living in the living in the present and uh, seems what drinking uh, some dope ass soda." Yeah, yeah. maybe. <laughs> maybe Maybe I shouldn't be clinging to the soldier life so hard. And um, so Scarlet's like, yeah, well, I guess everyone has their uh, security blankets as it, like, cuts to her sleeping with, like, the tag vest. Mm -hmm. And um, then you kind of slowly start seeing uh, her get better. Like, she goes to a bar, and instead of drinking, she kind of asks for... um, something non-alcoholic. She has for, like, light beer or something like that. She's like, yeah, yeah, anything anything lighter than this. And then, uh, and then she actually buys one of the sodas that he's talking about. Oh, this part and was she shows fucked up, up. Uh, she shows up at the therapy group, and she's like, I, I just bought one, and, uh, if it's awful, I have a whole six-pack in the, in the car for you, and they, she, like, looks at the therapy group, and he's not there, and they're, like, his, uh, his wife found him, and he, he killed himself. Um, ouch. So yeah. she, so, uh, she goes, you know, he was doing so well. What, what happened is like, it's a long process, three steps forward, and then sometimes one step back, but sometimes four. She chucks the, the can at the floor. And, um, then, uh, you know, uh, it's kind of getting ghosted by Duke because Duke, like, as this issue progresses, the, the attack on Cobra progresses because this is before they've they've taken over everything. Yeah, you keep so, seeing like news programs in the background yeah. being like they took over this spot and they did this thing and it's like she's yeah. just watching it kind of helpless cuz she's still wrapped up in her own PTSD. Hmm. And then oh. um and then Again, she kind of relatable. like she's also been recording her her story of like one of her traumatic moments from the war and been playing it back over to herself and the her therapist was like you know if it's too much for you just have it on but don't like pay attention to it and um so she's just kind of forcing herself to like listen to her describe the situation of where like she witnessed a whole family get murdered um and then uh you you see more incremental progress for her and uh duke comes to visit her and she just kind of, he ends up, like, interrupting her laughing to herself. And um, she's like, I keep waiting for some big breakthrough. I keep waiting to be healed. But while I was waiting, I think I started slowly getting better, learning to distinguish what's happening from what happened then, learning to live again. Especially because, um, like, yeah, that scene is when she goes to take out the trash and she doesn't flinch like you see her do every other time. Well, she does flinch, but then it, it reminded her that she it hadn't happened in a long time. That's what it is, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so she's like, you know, you saved my life all, all these times. Let me, let me save yours. Let me, let me help. 
I think I'm ready. So she, so he's like, okay, uh, Shauna, welcome to GI Joe. Which is real and fucked up because doesn't he die in the first? Yeah, issue? Yeah, he dies in the first oh! issue. <laughs> oh, so it makes no. it even sadder. Oh, so sad. Jeez. Oh man, it's been was so long so since we read good. that issue. But I was just like, Duke, Duke's dead currently, right? He's like dead, I'm not crazy. Right? Uh, fuck. Oh, but a poor woman. This issue was so good. Yeah, it was really well done. Such a like I Scarlet's my favorite character in the series, so just seeing this emphasis on her character growth, it was tremendous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely it like handled everything really well. Sounds heavy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> heavy is a word I would use. Which, Which is not is not something I would expect out of a G.I. Joe book. Like like oh, IDW definitely. really really hits you in the stomach sometimes. Like like Turtles has done that a few times, especially. Tur- Turtles has done that hundred and seven times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every issue. Yeah, it's like, God, it's just a bummer. <laughs> but it's like it's it's also really good storytelling. So it's like but w- with a property that that used to be used just to sell plastic, you know, it's I know it's so great though to just add this like nuance and uh, depth to, um, to a series that people are already attached to. Just like making these characters someone to really care about, and not just an action figure. Yeah, yeah, that is true. It's a whole different way to enjoy that series. I just like that in seven issues, we've kind of we haven't really had like a huge, huge battle. Not like a multi-arc battle. And we haven't had... You know, we've only seen Snake Eyes like once in a cameo in the like the end of an issue. And so there's just so much slow build that I'm really excited to see what it all culminates to. The next 40 issues? Battle. Yeah. <laughs> just one battle? <laughs> yeah. Just, just, just laser gun blast across <laughs> the page. Yeah. <clears throat> no one hitting anybody. Just... <laughs> Right. Yeah, they didn't do uh, they they didn't do any target practice at all these issues. They just I always love that about the cartoon. Just pew 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 pew, just shooting the shit out of one another. No one's hitting anything. No one's hitting anything. <laughs> and if they hit a vehicle, there's always a parachute. <laughs> yeah, that's just that's just handy. Yeah, seen well, you that know, shit before. <laughs> Even if you're in a car, got to get a parachute. <laughs> Boy, Mike, a hiss shot. tank. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll go. Yeah, what do you got? If you can good, decide. Good, que- good question. Um, he just changes it on the spot. <laughs> oh, that'd be. And we just watch Kansas Iron Man explode. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to lose my mind, you guys. <laughs> I'm doing a new Iron Man book that's not out yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I got Cable. Cable number three. Go Yay. Cable. Okay. Cable was fun. Everyone's favorite future telepath. Yeah, I, I kind of did change it at the very last Yeah, minute. you fucking did. Jesus. <laughs> it's fine. What do what you. <laughs> Whatever, who cares? Casey's the the comic core. (laughs) I'm not going to live by your rules anymore, Casey. (laughs) (laughs) I'm an adult. So, uh, (laughs) Cable finally has like a face to face with these uh, space knights. These non rom (laughs) guys. Space knights. Space knights. Space knights. <laughs> yeah, so apparently so the the Space Knights they want this sword back because their I guess their planet was destroyed and they want to use exactly. the uh the sword to terraform Earth. So they'll just be like whatever, we're just going to live here now. 
And then Cable's like, wait, it can do that? <laughs> yeah, he's not at all concerned about the Earth being completely wiped out for these robots. He's like, oh, shit, I could I could have done something like that this whole time. <laughs> so the, the, they find out that, like, there was this this disastrous thing that, that had happened. And the only way they can they can stop the person who was responsible is with this sword. So Cable's like, wait, so you're saying that if somehow someone could go back in time... <laughs> you could stop this from happening and then you wouldn't need my sword. And they're like, well, yeah, I guess. And he's like, all right, cool. Uh, come with me. I'm going to figure out a way to send you guys back in time. <laughs> it, but his whole justification is to keep the sword. Yeah, he just so he can keep the sword. So he goes to dig up his old old body. His old corpse. Yeah, the, the old, corpse old of corpse. old Cable. <laughs> that young Cable's responsible for killing. Yeah, I was going to say, who he killed at the beginning of this issue, right? Yeah. No, so yeah. they. Uh, well, that was a be- flashback. It was yeah, a flashback. Yeah. Well, right. That's right. Sorry. Yeah. So um, we find Cable's grave dug up, and then there's a <laughs> a bag next to um the headstone for a Mexican restaurant. I'm like, well, that could only really be one person. <laughs> Deadpool, who's apparently the king of Staten Island. Yeah, I that's been that. going on. He's the king of Since Monster Deadpool Island. One. RJ's like, yeah, that's a thing. Just that's a we thing. can move on. Yeah. <laughs> Monster Island, Staten Island, same thing. Actually, I think they say Staten Island, but it is Monster Island. I they think do that's say, the joke. They do say Staten Island. I think Island. they're the same thing, right? Oh, is Staten Island Monster Island right now? That's what I I've thought. I've been to Staten Island. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to debate further. <laughs> Not to alienate any of our Staten Island listeners. I have firsthand experience. <laughs> I spoke to Deadpool while I was there. <laughs> so so Dead Deadpool um apparently had like this pact with Cable that if Cable ever died, uh Deadpool's the only one that Cable really trusted with his corpse. Which is always a bad reluctantly call. trusted. I yeah. guess. Yeah, so But that's also the data pages, and I'll just add Deadpool to my list of characters with surprisingly good handwriting. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there was like these letters back and forth between Deadpool and Cable. So De- Deadpool has uh, Cable's body like under glass in a in a pool table. Which is yeah, it's like a lucite pool table. Which is so good. <laughs> which like wouldn't work at all, but that's okay. Which it's, 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 it's still Deadpool. great. Yeah. It was just for design. Yeah. It's an aesthetic. We don't actually play pool here. Yeah, I like that. It's like a quintessential man cave. Like he's got like a like a it's, gun rack and like it's dead. It's dead pool. He's got he's playing he's dead pool. pool. Dead. Uh, he's playing Who wants dead. to play Deadpool? Well, it's it's dead because there's a corpse in it, and then yeah. it's pool because it's billiards. It's yeah, Deadpool. Yeah, I don't even know if I don't know if Jerry Duggan meant that. Oh, I I don't know. I feel like that's a hundred percent. Yeah, I don't feel like that's it. Yeah, I don't think they missed that one. Thanks, I, I mean, hate they, it. Which, by the way, um, <laughs> this is by Jerry Duggan and Phil Noto. <laughs> oh! Nice. See, what happens there, when we go out of order? Shit gets all fucked up. And yeah, we that's what happens when you things. pick your pick at the last minute, Adam. We need, like, an air horn button. <laughs> we need order in this chaos. No, no, it got to me, and I was like, wait, I said I was just going to do a mention of Voyage to the Stars. I was like, what else was there? And I was like, I guess <laughs> Cable was fine. Oh, I did yeah. want to talk about Cable, too, because of what happens next. So, um, well, anyway, Cable smashes through the pool table, grabs old Cable's arm, which, as we know, has a time machine inside of it. Which yeah. I don't. Did he fix it yet? Wasn't it only able to go forwards in time for a while? Um, I mean, that, 
You're thinking of the Messiah War, the Messiah Complex, which that was, was like forever ago, twenty years ago. So it's probably when they did that whole then. that whole plot line from from Futurama, where they just mm-hmm. kept going forward and forward and forward. <laughs> I digress. So then we cut to Bucks County, Pennsylvania. Yep. How which is, is it? Like, yeah. I didn't even yeah. notice. Yeah. Which yeah. is like right here. It's been Staten Island, Philly, and Bucks County where this book takes place. So I have a feeling yeah, like Jerry Duncan Next issue, which is going to take place in my basement at this point. <laughs> yeah, <right>. Lucky. <laughs> Lucky. Or I'm just in the background of one of the panels, like hey, buying a soda. The, the comic I shop. I spent is so long petitioning Buy to be in those, there. Yeah, you're going to get one of those G.I. Joe sodas? Or no, they, they go into a comic shop and it's the four of us standing at the counter. <laughs> Oh, oh, there you go. Oh, oh no! How did this happen? <laughs> it's just, it's just me in the background beating the shit out of someone not wearing is Jerry a mask. Duggan from the area? Uh, yeah, I think Noto so. Is, I think we we I tried to explain this last time. Oh, did we talk about this last? You said the artist is from the area. I'm almost positive. Okay. Because it feels like so, like why of all places Bucks County, PA? Like you know what I mean? Like, well, I do know that in the original Cable Deadpool run, they went to Intercourse, Pennsylvania. That's amazing. Because of course Gee. they did. Well, uh, in the comic books, Cable's like hideout and uh, his friend from the future's hideout was uh, Baltimore, which is like a weird HQ for a superhero. It's it's the one no one would ever expect. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> and, you know, Philly and Baltimore share an inexplicable accent. So, you know, yeah. there's that. <laughs> That's fair. And Southern Jersey. I mean, <laughs> come on. Southern Jersey isn't a real place. It's just like an annex of Philadelphia. Oh, you just alienated at least one of our <laughs> listeners real fucking hard. You just started the the rivalry with Zach all over again. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, sorry. Them's, them's fighting words. It turns out that it was just Zach from the future that flipped you off. <laughs> She's cable time traveling. <laughs> Uh, and you know, I'm at the, uh, I'm the editor of this. I can cut out whatever I want. So, <laughs> and I'm keeping it in just to, just to <laughs> just keep it <laughs> Extra fuck you. Just wanted you to know that I could have cut it out. And I, didn't. <laughs> I, didn't. I chose yeah. to say, fuck you, South Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, in Bucks County, there's apparently some sort of weird mutant cult where I, oh, it, yeah. there's like, it, well, I think it's the last them. issue. There was a missing baby. Yeah, that's the that's the people that um that Took kidnapped the, the baby. baby. Yeah, so there's like people in white robes carving X's in their faces and they're offering mm-hmm. this baby up as some sort of weird sacrifice. I don't like where this is going. I don't like that this is right in my backyard either. I mean yeah. this is a <laughs> someone, quiet town. I don't want to. Someone should do somebody shit. about this. Yeah, like this it's is that guy that you didn't go to his barbecue. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious to see what's going on with this cult. Are they just like weirdos? Or like, are they trying to like? They're humans mutants? that worship mutants. They're yeah. totally just harmless weirdos. That yeah, harmless weirdos. Like, it's just harmless weirdos that, that worship mutants. So they're just yeah. X Men fans. Yeah, they're, just, <laughs> they're, they're us. We're they're in just that cult. Us. Yeah. <laughs> That's why it's in Bucks County. They're, they're like, hey guys, you know, there's this this group you guys should go hang out with <laughs> that like the X Men just as much as you guys do. <laughs> Enough just... to kidnap a baby and carve an X into your own. I face. like that. I like that Adam's like, I don't like where this is going. All right, let's keep this ball rolling 20 more minutes. <laughs> I don't like where this is going, but I'm listening. I'm not saying no. I'm saying a hard I, maybe. Can I have a pamphlet first? <laughs> yeah, can I get a pamphlet? I need like a, like a 
introduction. I got to do a little research first. I mean, hey, yeah. I went to a satanic black mass just out of curiosity. That's yeah, fair. and it was so dumb. It was really dumb. <laughs> yeah, I love the story you guys told. Don't say that. that. <laughs> yeah, they're listening. If I yeah, mean, if we actually have satanic listeners besides myself, uh, <laughs> welcome. I will be impressed. We already alienated them a long time ago. We probably did. We don't talk nearly enough about sa- satanic things and witchiness on this pot, like at no, all. No, never. It never comes up. <laughs> never. <laughs> you do remember us covering all of Steeple, right? I do. Yeah. It was also was speaking of which, Sean. Don't you have a book we need to talk about today? Is it Steeple? Yeah, it's Steeple, uh, number Steeple's still coming out as a web series. All oh, right, I keep forgetting. I keep meaning to actually check that out because well, I shout really out to Steeple. Steeple. Yeah, Steeple's great. Yeah, that was a, such a fun book. It'd be good to see what Billy's up to. <laughs> see, she's gone full sat- satanic now. You should definitely check it out because yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, uh, another vault number one, um, because I guess vault is just on a fucking roll right now, and I'm enjoying it. Uh, it's Shadow Service by Kavan Scott and Corin Howell. So this is, um, this book's got a little bit of everything. We got, we got witches. We got, (laughs) we got a rat that talks named Eddie. Um... (laughs) We got some kind of diseased something. Um, we got private investigating. We got sleazy mob boss type guys. And we got people getting trapped in containers because they're witches. Like, there's a whole so lot of shit going my on. My favorite Disney movie. <laughs> uh, so basically, just to kind of, like, like there's a lot. So I don't want to go, like, too into it. But I got, I got some heavy Constantine vibes uh, from the witchcraft, witchcraft slash, like, like a uh, investigator for hire yeah, yeah, slash like, like yeah, and yeah her that kind vibe. of like attitude as well yeah yeah totally and very um, British this this book super British for, for our British listeners yeah <laughs> I know I know there's a couple people that like appreciate a good you know like British centric get at a few like, at least three times I think <laughs> I was just like I don't even know what that word means but okay <laughs> context clues um so we have a witch she's a private eye doing odd jobs but then she does like like real like go capture this dude for this other guy type of jobs like that her only friend in the world apparently uh eddie the rat is just like yo come on you don't gotta work for yeah this, this guy's a scumbag you said you weren't gonna work for him anymore she's like she's gotta like, pay the bills i got bills you know yeah like, you're a rat you don't have any bills <laughs> yeah, pre- that was pretty much their entire conversation <laughs> um oh then, to be a rat with no bills yeah if, if only you know and then, um so at a certain point, so she ends up going and gets that job, and this guy is like, like almost like infected, almost like not like a zombie, but like just something like his skin's like boiled up and stuff. And she's like, <laughs> the guy that like was looking for him, uh, pops up. He's like, did he scratch you? He's like, no. I was like, should I be worried if he did? Like, what what the hell yeah. is wrong with that guy? <laughs> no, you're fine. You're good. Don't worry about it. Don't ask any questions. It's okay. <laughs> it just throws him in a trunk and drives away. <laughs> it's like, all right. Um, there, there's a couple good like like really good updated stuff with the magic where like oh yeah she's like really cool. oh yeah I'm supposed to use a coffin nail for this but this will do she pulls out like a like a nail gun and then like puts a nail gun in his like uh like footprint and then yeah. he's just he's like foot is like stuck to the ground that's like, like oh, I thought the magic and stuff was cool because she does a couple things during this altercation where like she does stuff like that she um she calls a bunch of crows to attack 
uh, and help her out. Uh, we get a flashback of her kind of talking about her powers, where she was like, I've always heard these words in my head, but I didn't know what they were. And then it cuts to like a scene of um, her abusive father, like hitting, hitting her mom. And she says the word and he just like gets like vaporized and stuck to the wall. And he just fucking like, I don't even know what happened, but he, he did. <laughs> he, he, then, he real dead. <laughs> yeah. But then the mom's just like straight up horrified by her. So I guess she did not have the happiest of homes in childhood. Um, so that's probably going to inform the story as we move forward. I can't even really like blame the mom in that situation. The immediate response would be terror, right? Sure. <laughs> like, yeah. Even absolutely. if you're thankful or like understanding, it, you know, that like, hey, my daughter didn't know what she was because she's like an infant. She's like, like, yeah, she was very young. She probably didn't even know what the word did. And then, like, the mom is just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> I would probably have a similar reaction. Yeah. Hopefully followed by, like, it's okay. You didn't mean it. <laughs> Let's get all of your things and go. <laughs> Let's leave before the cops show up. <laughs> um, so, anyway, through her private investigation, she sees this guy at the gym who's just, like, real fat and sweaty. Um, but she had noticed him in a bar that she was tracking her mark in. She saw him in the street. And she's like, what the hell is this dude doing at the gym at one in the morning? No one's ever here. Um, so he like ducks into the bathroom. She tries to chase him and there's just like another guy in there just changing. And she's like, he's like, whoa, you can't come here. He's like, I- I'm not here for you. Like, fuck off. <laughs> like, I don't care what you're doing. Um, and they get in the magic where she basically sniffs the dude's sweat that's left on the gym equipment and uh. uses that scent and like magics all the rats in London to track that scent and he she finds this guy i'm like sweat magic sweat magic exactly i'm like (laughs) they even talk about like that's gross like yeah there's there's some magic is disgusting is basically not all glamorous yeah (laughs) and she said the cost of magic in this was actually insomnia so that's why she's at the gym at one in the morning she can't Ah, sleep so they talked about the cost of magic in this as well (laughs) Um, but eventually through a couple more things like it seems like she was set up on this job to go find this person because there's a couple people that she sees in the bar that she kind of helped. She thought she was rescuing end up capturing her in this like little pokeball type capsule, John. And now she's like just stuck in this capsule with a bunch of nails and stuff. Yeah. I've seen, I dream of genie. Yeah. You got to catch all the witches. You got to catch them all. all, You're right. Pokeball (laughs) capsule, John. That's, or like <laughs> it's the most Philly statement. No, it's- like, <laughs> you know those capsules from Dragon Ball Z where you click on them and just like a house comes out? Like it looks like that. Oh. <laughs> but sponsored by Capsule Core. Exactly. What a reference. Yeah. Um So the first issue, we have all of this stuff and our main character is now trapped in some sort of magical container and seems to have been set up that way. So I yeah, it's it's the this is the origin story of I Dream of Genie. <laughs> Fuck. Or any genie. <laughs> or yeah, really yeah, any genie. They have to, or bewitched yeah. both, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, we'll find out. It's fun though. I really like it. I think the um I think it's got a very interesting take on like this it's like an updated, like you said, very hellblazer. It seems yeah. to be in that very um that that realm. Um very very British. um i thought the art was really cool i thought the magic uh the way they did it the way they were drawn a lot of the stuff looks really neat um yeah it's got a ton of potential to be an incredibly interesting book yeah definitely worth picking up the one and i you know for sure i'm really curious to see where it goes yeah considering like this 
she's like captured. Like what? They definitely like hit the, hit the ground running. Like there's, yeah, you there's get a, a lot whole lot of exposition in this first issue. Yeah, and they kind of yeah, it gave you a lot. <laughs> That's really all I could tell you. But it was good though. I've, I've been and there seems to be a lot of buzz about. It. I see like I keep seeing it all over Twitter. Um, yeah. so it seems like it's been it's pretty popular. So I would check it out for sure. Yeah. What else we got this week? I know it was a weird week for a lot of us. RJ, what else do you got? Me? Yes. Uh, I, got, I forced you to go. Uh, I, mean, I think you're the only full it. pick left. <laughs> okay. Uh, I have A Man Among Ye, number two, by Stephanie Phillips and Craig Cermak. Something else that I've been waiting for to come back. <laughs> Pirates, baby. Yeah, this Pirates. one's super good. I've really been enjoying it. Stephanie Phillips is killing it. Like, all no. of her books are, like, really centric around, like, uh, like historical fiction like no. uh, she she did the butcher of paris which i talked about a couple times and then this yeah. and then the next book i'm gonna talk about so yeah uh so we get some backstory for mary who was the the kid that they saved at the end of issue one that they found out that was a girl um so the the one character on the ship doesn't like that biff He's yeah. a bit of a misogynist, then he just, just a just a small just a small bit. Yeah. Um, His name's Biff, so yeah, yeah he, he's like traditionally Biffs are not nice dudes. <laughs> not a great start. He's None that I've at, met. He's <laughs> holding them at sword point. And he's like, I ain't sailing with another girl. And then uh, Anne uh, like crosses swords with him and goes, spoken like a man with a truly tiny prick. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. And then. Um, uh, I was Calico just about Jack. to make that joke when you said a small part of him is misogynist. <laughs> well, she did it for you. There it is. Uh, and then uh, Calico Jack comes in and interrupts uh, him being a being a dum dum, and um, when he's like he's talking to uh, Mary and he's like, "And what does the Navy tell you should be done with a pirate?" Uh, and she's like, hang, drawn, and quartered, sir. And then he's like, I like this one. <laughs> and then uh, her and Anne are like talking later. Uh, they kind of go up onto the, uh, whatever, that lookout thing the is. The mast. Yeah. And um, she's like, uh, I, did I just tell Cal- uh, Calico Jack that uh, he should be hanged? It's like, aye, you did. And he'll, and he'll respect you forever for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like, because they're, they're talking about, she's like, she's like, you know, something to the effect of, like, uh, and Bonnie's is like, yeah, I've been, I've been with, you know, Jack, with Calico Jack, well, you know, for, for many years now, I owe my life, and Mary's like, wait, that was, oh, God, did I just say that to Calico Jack? Yeah. <laughs> she's like, that makes you and Bonnie then, right? She's like, yep. <laughs> kind of notorious. And then they're kind of talking about why Anne would marry so young and um, how, like, she kind of really didn't have a, a sense of self. And um, then Anne's like, well, why'd you put on men's garb? And he's like, to join the Navy. And, uh, and then uh, Mary kind of asked if uh, they, everyone on the ship really accepts her, you know, being a, being a woman and everything. Um, and then she's like, Jack does, and he would accept you too. Um, and then uh, they, it kind of cuts to these other pirates 
that I'm sure are real pirates. I just don't aren't familiar <laughs> with them, and uh, they're being uh, hanged for um, thievery. And um, the one goes, uh, they think hanging kills a pirate. Uh, Tell me why did you join my crew, Richard? Truthfully, it's like. Uh, I like doing what I want, I suppose. Doing what you want is freedom, Richard. I don't know much. But there's one thing I'm sure of. You can't hang our freedom as it cuts to, like, the the nooses drop, like, the floor dropping out. Whoa. Um, Damn. Then it cuts back to, to everyone's favorite Biff. And uh, this guy, this guy running up to him and he goes, everything is all set for tonight. It's like, shut up. What are you doing? You're just spelling out her plan to everyone. Yeah. You're just screaming it at this tavern right now, dude. Um, So apparently there's a plan that Biff sent in motion to poison Bonnie and kill her and then take back the crew. Yeah. They're they're mutinying. The tyranny of women. Well, they're mutinying. They're mutinying. Calico Jack also, uh, but they know they have to get rid of Anne Bonnie to do that. So yeah. it's a simultaneous mm-hmm. coup. So Got it. it cuts to the bar and uh, Anne and Mary are there and Biff comes up and she's like, you know, you could sit like anywhere else other yeah, than next to me, fuck right? right off. And, uh, <laughs> he's like, well, you beat me in, in blades, but can you beat me in drinking? And she's like, you want to go? All right. So he uh, he hands her a, a mug that he's that he's poisoned. And she drinks it and then starts like uh starts passing Dying. out and Mary's like, Can can anyone can anyone help? And they're like, nah. Now yeah, they're they're all like, Well, we're minding our own business. That seems so, like your business. <laughs> so Mary's like, fine, I'll do it myself. So she makes Anne throw up. And then uh they're like, Alright, we gotta we gotta go uh gotta go, you know, lay the smack down. And Yeah, gotta um, go save Jack. So now, they leave, cause... yeah. Yeah. And uh, they find out that the ship is pulling away, and they get onto this other ship, and uh, they hear a voice from behind them, and it's like, "I'm sorry, but I stole this boat first, and it's another badass woman pirate that I two women, two, two more women. women, right? Four nice. women on a boat, four women on a boat. I'm it's on a Casey's boat. Casey's autobiography. <laughs> I fucking wish. I can't wait hope. to read that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I but, uh, would. I would sign up for the crew of Casey's ship. I would be one of her marauders. <laughs> well, I've just already gotten until... the whole look for it. I mean, yeah. yeah. I will if if Halloween existed this year, I would totally dress up as Kate with the little Lockheed on my shoulder and the you pirate should do, costume. You should just do it. I didn't, just do it for you. I mean, I'll probably be at work anyway, so yeah, that's a good idea. I'll have to see that's if I can a, throw that together. That's a great costume idea. Yeah, but uh. <laughs> This book is a lot of fun. Yeah, I, man. I miss pirate stuff because there was a whole dirge of it, but it slowed down. And I'm glad that I had get to read this and it doesn't have Johnny Depp in it. So <laughs> there it is. <laughs> and it has like... actual historical pirates in it. Yeah. Oh, Who I cool. didn't know about. This is this is a uh, you know, Are two you tell- two historical women I had never heard of. So Are you telling me Jack Sparrow's not a real pirate? <laughs> He's not a good Davy one Jones is in it. That must make it real, yeah, obviously. Yeah, they always talk about his locker all the time, so it must be, he's in it. So he's, a, he's got some real pirates. He's stuffed in the and locker. And he was a monkey, wasn't he? He was in the uh, monkeys. Davy Jones? What? Oh. oh. Also like, David Bowie. There's a David face. Bowie joke in there somewhere. What? David Bowie's real name was David Jones. Uh, but not Davy Jones. 
No, he he went by yeah, Davy. He didn't go by. Oh, did he? He went by Davy. He went by Davy Jones, and then there, like all the executive, the, the the record producers were like, you know, there's already one of those, right? You can't. <laughs> this is my least that. favorite rabbit hole. I'm so confused. <laughs> Why? Lots of people are named Davy Jones. No, because I'm so confused, and I was trying to sell the book. <laughs> yeah, there's good. And I lost real all pirates. my thoughts. There's good real pirates. Yes, and, and, and some of them were women. And and like I, a lot I, of them were. I learned that uh, that whole David Bowie thing from that Mike Allred book. So there's nice, that. yeah. <laughs> to try to you know ground that in comics for a moment. That's great. <laughs> I couldn't put that down. That book was that amazing. book's unbelievable. Everyone go buy that immediately if you didn't <laughs> immediately. <laughs> well, you're already driving to the comic book store. That's why you're listening to us. So just pick it up when you're in there. There you go. <laughs> also, be careful. Don't you know? Don't drive distracted. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Don't drive in podcast. Drive Don't in drive podcast. in podcast. That's or, the only no, time people podcast. podcast. No, please was, drive in podcast. Just kidding. <laughs> continue, continue to drive in podcast. Um, that's that's a hundred percent of our listeners. <laughs> Some people might be pooping in podcast. You don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, you should stop doing that though. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Don't record a podcast while you're driving. Jesus. Oh, I thought Challenge you were gonna say don't accepted. record a podcast where you're proofing. And I was like, oh, I gotta, I gotta go. Challenge Too also late. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I did, I did have a. Anywho, I'm dinner. gonna get us out of here, Jesus. Um, so, uh, so uh, I think we're gonna do a round of honorable mentions. Um, so I also really enjoyed this book, but not nearly as much as RJ. I think so. It's just honorable mentioning it because it needs to be talked about. Um, Artemis and the Assassin, number four. Um, it's by uh, Stephanie Phillips and Francesca Fantini. Uh, even more super of a history awesome. lesson, huh? Even more of a history lesson. Yeah, it's even more history stuff. It's uh, which I I am not familiar with the the bit of history that that uh, Maya the assassin did go. So basically, we get her backstory of that she was from this like ancient village that was like um uh tasked with with protecting these like books that held all knowledge. And so her family had been protecting it for generations and, and she continued to protect it until like her whole f- town was flooded. And then she was rescued by this like time traveling dude. And he now uses the, the, the tomes and is like, if there are actual magic. So all the magic she uses is like from these tomes. Hmm. Um, so she's a living embodiment of the books instead of protecting the books. So she's protecting the books by protecting herself. Um, okay. So that's really cool. Um, and she she's telling all of this to um, I forget the World War Two soldiers uh, Virginia. name Virginia yeah um, so they they kind of like bond and have a little bit of backstory and like are officially on each other's side now they've they tried to kill each other a bunch of times but then they also like thwarted each other's murder a bunch of times so they're like okay what is the deal like what do you want from me because clearly you want to kill me but also you want to save my life so like what you know, so they're the like, same page, please. yeah, but then, but then Virginia realizes like, holy shit, if you were hired to murder me, you're working for people that are, that want Nazis to win the war. So you should stop Nazis. doing that. And, uh, and, and Maya's just basically like, I can't because he saved my life and I owe him my life. So like, this is my job. I have to do it. You should just go away so I don't have to kill you. And, um, and then at the end of the book, the, uh, the dude shows up, uh, and the Nazi. That's the Nazi, basically. The, the time travel Nazi. <laughs> the, oh, so. Fuck. Just one more thing. You know, everyone's always, always talking it's... about they're going to go back in time and kill Hitler. But what if there's Nazis that can go back in time to kill the guy that's going to kill Hitler? 
Well, yeah, this is she no, was they supposed would send to send a robot man back to kill that guy. She I'd was supposed to tell everyone that Norm that the that D Day was happening, that the Battle of Normandy I was mean, happening. You could just be like Captain America in Endgame and just go back in time and do nothing about historical tragedies and become a white guy. <laughs> yeah, he just sat and watched as you know Kennedy got assassinated. And MLK. And can't, MLK. Can't, can't <laughs> like, change history, fucking Endgame. man. Fuck Endgame. <laughs> Jesus Christ, RJ. Has some spicy takes this evening. Well, I never thought of it that way, and now that you mention it, that is a shitty thing. That's <laughs> like, also it's th- that's also like, Wonder Woman. Wonder it's like Woman putting Superman in a cage and then you know, burning kittens around him and going, "Don't do anything, don't do it." <laughs> it's also like Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman same, being taking place thing. in. Well, she's she, the movie takes place in World War One, mm-hmm. and then she just does doesn't do anything about World War Two, and then. She just decides Doesn't, to do shit in the eighties. In the eighties, so she just skipped all. She just skipped Vietnam. She skipped all these other things well, that she could have you? intervened and changed at all. As <laughs> we've talked about before, Vietnam is hot and sticky. So I get it. <laughs> it's ewy. I just I don't wanna. I just I, I don't. I just I just can't. I just yeah, I need I'm... to be cooler. I just I don't. I don't want to. And they're like, oh god, this guy four F. <laughs> <laughs> reason he just complains he complained the whole time we were doing his physical (laughs) there's no way he's gonna survive at the juggle we can't do that to this guy yeah (laughs) but yeah so artemis the assassin uh number four was great everyone should go read it sounds like fun yeah it's a it's a super fun book and and like it feels like maya's backstory feels like it's a library of alexandria-esque like that's a real event that's a real like much about that period well I, the library of alexandria was burned to the ground by like the townsfolk because it was like, right no but i meant it was accidental um, yeah lord no it wasn't accidental up. it was a purposeful it was uh the, all these scientists are lying to us so we need to burn down their library and that's I, not i meant i meant that'll like never lord, happen again i meant Relatable. like lord ahsoka or shaka or whatever yeah, I'm I'm not familiar like with that, that it that the historical reference whatsoever. So I don't I have no idea if that's like a little bit more bending of history or if that's real. But like they probably didn't have magic, so it's at the very least <laughs> a little bit uh fantastic. So. I mean, I don't know. I didn't read the books. I uh, have no idea. So um but yeah, no. Well what else y'all got? I wanted to give an honorable mention to uh Marauders number eleven. That's uh that's uh, last week. Yeah, I know. I liked it. I wanted to talk about it again. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were having a fucking stroke. <laughs> yeah, I was, I'm just kidding. I wanted to see if you guys were still awake. So, Batman number one. <laughs> Batman number one. So there's this guy. He saw some bats. <laughs> Dresses like a bat. <laughs> Although no, that's I, not Detective Comics 27, so it's technically not that story. Yeah, right. That's a good point. Anyway. Marauders, continue. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I was trying to buy stop. myself some time so I could get to the beginning of this file. Uh, least, so, I could so you can get buy... to the master. At least yeah. you're going to have a lot to cut. Yeah, I know. This is going to be a nightmare to fucking edit. <laughs> it's such a, a ridiculous is that a, episode. Is that a perfect lead into the book you're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I, I was a big fan of Voyage to the Stars, uh, number one, uh, by Ryan Koppel and James. Asmus, art by Connie Didone. This was a this was kind of fun. I wanted to talk about this because this was a podcast first. This was a, a podcast audio drama. Hmm. 
And um, I haven't listened to it, but uh, from from this, I I probably will go back and listen to it. Um, anyway, it's it's about this crew uh, on a spaceship that the Earth's been destroyed, and they have to um find a way to stop this. It, the Earth was destroyed by something called the Nothing, which is very never ending story because it's literally the thing that was destroying that planet, and they have to uh. Like find a way to stop this nothing that's eating the whole universe. So they they wind up on this planet where they've this they were given word that there's this guide that'll help them, and it turns out to just be this like perfect being that was like trapped in a little capsule that knows where all of the parts to this machine called the something is that can <laughs> destroy the nothing. Wow, that's go. amazing. This sounds like a story I would tell. Yeah, it's 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 really funny. There's a lot of really irreverent humor. Like when we open the story, they're all in this like giant mech and the captain of the of the crew had just bolted on a giant pair of metal balls to it. So it's like running and it's got this like giant metal sack that's dangling. Uh, that's not where I thought you were going to go. He gave it yeah, a pair either. of nuts. And then there was this giant um like alien monster on this planet that started chasing them and one of the 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 science got the science person on the crew was like, "You know, uh <laughs> I don't know much about this species, but most species uh when an, an another animal shows their genitals, it's usually a sign that they want to mate or they want to fight, and I'm not sure which one of those things I'm afraid of more right now." <laughs> <laughs> It's fun. It's a funny book. It's it's really punchy. Uh, the art is really uh, really good. It's got like kind of a cartoony vibe to it. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it was a lot of fun. Sounds Voyage like to fun. the stars. Nice. If we like it, we can go check out the podcast. I guess right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'm curious about the podcast now. But don't cool. stop this podcast to go to that podcast. Yeah. Wait till we're <laughs> finish done this episode, please. Yeah. I I do want I do kind of want to go back and listen to the podcast because there's a lot of exposition that just was kind of left out. I guess they they assume if you're reading it, you've listened to the podcast. So there was a lot of the story that I just kind of had to had to yes shore my way through. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, such just great descriptors as something and nothing. I, I can't imagine why you'd be confused. It's like, well, what would you fight the nothing with? <laughs> something, right? Exactly. Anyway, stop it. Yeah, this was another week where all the books I don't know how to talk about came out, and I don't, ah. I still don't know how to talk about them. Um, I'm looking at all three of them, and all three are exactly the same as far <laughs> as that goes. Uh, it's so good. Gideon Falls, I'm just going to say it. Just go buy it. If you're not buying it, you're silly. And just, just buy you're it. Silly. You're silly. You're, I didn't you're call so them, silly. I don't want to call people stupid, but you're silly. <laughs> you call um, me and you're wrong. Oh, I didn't want yeah, to talk about insult incredible. our listeners. Anyway, uh, it's Jeff Lemire, <laughs> Andrea Sorrentino. This book is crazy. It's horror. It's scary. It's good. It's real spooky. It's spooky. It's time travel. There's bugs. Evil Barnes. Oh, I don't know. A lot of crazy shit going on. I don't know how to talk about this book. It's super good though. <laughs> I love Lemire. He's. This is one of those I can't wait to. It's. I think it's ending soon with like an eighty-page giant. I can't wait they to are, just like. Yeah. Can't wait to just read it all at once so I can be like. Oh. Okay. Oh, okay. everything makes so much more sense now. <laughs> I got it. Yeah, because the break definitely did not help that 
Um, no, because not. not their fault at all. They they keep up the schedule. It's just no. you know this yeah. pesky pandemic. Yeah, talking about hardest working people in comics. I feel like Lemire. Yep. He's got eighty things coming out every week. Um, it's it's fun, but I'm like, it's just it's crazy. It's terrifying. There's time travel. There's demons. There's mad. It's just it's crazy. It's super good though. I would check it out. And my favorite covers of the week, Faithless number, uh, Faithless two. Uh, best covers in the biz. I'm faithless throw, two number three, right? Faithless, yeah, faithless, faithless two, number three. That, that is, is correct. That is hard to say. Uh, this is um, <laughs> this is Brian Azzarello and oh god, Maria love it. Thank you. It's on the back. I got really. I couldn't find it. Um, the I think I will shout out the cover covers by uh is this Tula oh, Lote. The, oh she does the covers too yeah no oh. Tula Lote does the does she the does variant. the erotic covers she does the oh erotic you're right covers. Tula Lote I get the erotic covers because they're fun <laughs> obviously because uh, you're one an our, adult and you're allowed to one of our <laughs> weekly uh or whatever monthly things is I, I always get this book and I get the erotic covers but it's always in the plastic and covered and Casey and I open it up to see what the cover's like and we rate them on how sexually explicit they are <laughs> this is like a seven this one's solid this one last month was a 10 it may have been an 11 <laughs> didn't they did they package it wrong last they month did, they did mine it was packaged wrong yeah so the actual erotic cover was not covered at all which the is most all of the and it was wrong. like it was it was aggressive explicit in every way it can be explicit <laughs> yeah yeah there was like Lots. insertion like multiple if we're talking about it there was yeah. anal yeah, <laughs> there was. I was there trying was, to be um, coy, but they just showed straight up anal, like multiple people too. Yeah, it and, was multiple, multiple insertions. It's also um, they it's a it's a connecting variant. Board. So if you get all the Tulalote variants, they all connect. Yes, <laughs> Sean's face that just lit awesome. up. I'm gonna lay that shit out. I'm no, see what it looks like. You got to take a panoramic photo of it too. Yeah, so that'd be can... cool. Oh man, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to do that when this this arc ends. But it, this book's about <laughs> demons, um, and fucking, and basically the woman that they're all taking advantage of. Um, and I kind of starting to feel bad for her. <laughs> I starting to Jesus. Um, I don't know if consent well, exists when it's demons. She's jet setting around the world, um, but she is very clearly being manipulated by this demon and his daughter. Her daughter, his daughter. Sorry. So we find out she's got actual got magical powers. And um, throughout, she hasn't used it much because she's just been having sex with everybody and um, <laughs> making paintings with her uh, feminine beauty. Menstrual blood. Yeah, let's put it that way. I was trying to arts it up a little bit. Um, but now <laughs> there's she's, nothing uh, wrong with. We've had this conversation before. There's nothing wrong with menstrual blood. I just wanted to make it prettier. <laughs> oh my God. Like she did by putting it on canvas. Gotcha. <laughs> um, then she kind of really has, like, she just did it to, like, before in the first run, she kind of, like, made a bunch of dudes harassing her just, like, start making out with each other, which is, which is hilarious. That's, I wish I had that power. Yeah. It's better uh, than just yelling at them or curb stomping them or whatever it is I do. <laughs> um, but then, like, this woman's, like, threatening them. Like, she seems to be, like, following them. It's like, you don't know what, like, it's just, like, this, some woman that has powers maybe of her own that like kind of knows like what's going on with the demon side but then there's all these dogs just like bark and she just like kills them all 
but then also like kind it's of sad. like, I don't like gets that. like teleported to like this other world but the demon woman that yeah, she's this issue starts with, with like, her oh, no, being... you're fine you just need to yeah. <laughs> you just need to rest. I'm like, yeah. This ah! this issue starts with her like having like a full breakdown of being in that weird like like hellscape, right? Yeah, and the and the demon who's very clearly a part of it was just like, no, you're, you're fine. fine. Just you're fine. Just rest. We're just it's fine. We'll just we'll just have sex later because you use magic and it turns me on. That's <laughs> it's a lot of that. It's a weird book when it um. It's just if there's like a lot of good like I feel like there's good story in between, but then like it's just a lot of sex. Just a very sexy book. Hell um, yeah! But it's pretty good. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of Azarello. Um, the first arc, it's got to be in trade. It was pretty good, and it's kind of expanded on that. The naming is a little confusing, but I guess it's just what they decided to do. It's not like I said. <laughs> I don't know why they just didn't keep the numbering up instead of just making it faithless you know all the way through now we have faithless one and faithless two <laughs> we're like giving it a books, new man. name like to for do the that. second one you know yeah like or, yeah or give it like a, a subtitle maybe yeah so i could tell, yeah, them, I so like I could tell faithless, them apart the second one number two <laughs> the seconding <laughs> the electric second. boogaloo <laughs> um yeah i guess uh you know they're they're it's pretty fun uh it's weird a lot of weird, confusing books that I've been reading recently. <laughs> Hickman's on top of that list too, but we don't have to get into to Hickman at all. We can just move right past that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's all I got. It was a it was a good week, but also a weird week. Oh, I also uh, worth mentioning. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Urban Legends number twenty six came out this week, which is have you. <laughs> The final chapter of that, they finally gave that an ending after 25 years. So that's exciting. I still haven't read it, but I might it's actually probably good. I might actually get some beach time in uh, next month. So I'm stoked. I'm going to read that whole go. series on the beach. I was going to say, yeah, you've been saving up in your comics. Yeah, man. It's been a lot of weeks you've been saving up for your beach read. I know, man. Saving up a lot of sand putting those comics. I mean, it's like two, it's like two plus years worth of books. Yeah, you gotta... Man, how did you not read them? I know you're always so eager. I, I read like the first ten issues, and then I kind of stopped. <laughs> and then they just kind of kept piling up. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna save this for the beach. Yeah, and then Story I was like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, trade weight, but not in a way. <laughs> I'm gonna issue weight. Yeah, what what did Casey's coworkers told me one time? Because I was I, I was mentioning that like I, at the time I was behind on absolutely everything. I just had piles and piles of comics. But I'm just like, man, I just haven't been reading anything, but I've been buying everything. He's like, you know, you can just get trades, right? It's <laughs> like you don't have to save up comics. You could just buy it when it comes out and trade. I'm like, yeah. And but then like- I and then I killed that person. <laughs> no longer Casey's coworker. <laughs> probably a lot of people that just buy shit and never read it and it is a completely separate hobby to buy comics than it is to read comics some people do both (laughs) guys i'm right here you know that right (laughs) (laughs) well you at least read them yeah we know that you read them yeah Yeah. i read them but not i mean i there's there's a lot lot of shit he's buying that he's not reading also he's right he's buying everything and reading most things (laughs) (laughs) it's mostly trades 
But yeah, like I, I, I had this conversation with some coworkers recently where it came out in conversation that I have a comics podcast because um, I can't have a Zoom meeting at work without <laughs> everyone therapy? going like, what's with your mic setup? What do you have a podcast? It's like, actually, yeah. Three, actually, but, you know. <laughs> Who's counting? Yeah. But, uh, you know, I mentioned that I, I have a comic book podcast, and I kind of was hoping the conversation would stop there and be like, can we move on to someone else? Because there's like 30 other people in this Zoom call, and can we just move on? Oh, and no. people just started asking me questions about comics, but they were asking me questions about comics on like a collector point of view. Mm. And I'm like, look, wrong, look, wrong look around this room. Do I look like <laughs> I, I, I really like am precious with and collect comics? Yeah, welcome to my job where people call and say, I have Spider-Man number one. Is it worth money? And I go, I don't fucking know which Spider-Man number one. And somebody, somebody <laughs> also, asked me, no. like, like, what's the oldest comic book you have? I'm like, that's not really what I do. Collecting is cool, too. It's just a very, di- it is a different hobby. Some people do yeah. both, but yeah, it's, it's a, a different hobby. Thing. Yeah. You guys can say it's lame. It's fine. <laughs> no, it's just, it's, it's, <laughs> it's not lame. It's just not, it's just not my... It's not really my thing. And I just feel like anyone who's into comics or like ha- has a lot of comics, people, people, all, they, they think they're like a collector. And it's like, well, not, we're not all collectors. Some of us are monsters who don't take care of our comics. Yeah, I just bought them and they're still in my house. There's a difference. Yeah. <laughs> they haven't left yet. Yeah, yeah I, I, I their bags it's a level of cherishing versus like clutter. Like, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, my, mine are just all over the house, mine are just everywhere. Just mm-hmm. picture Adam going to the beach with CG seed books and be like, oh, yeah. And then, like, like crack, he just cracks it open to read it. Like, lounging on them? A, a, a different uh, meaning to the word cracking a cold one yeah, with the with boys. The, cracking a cold one. Yeah, I pull out a screwdriver. So, like, <laughs> scissors. You could just hear RJ screaming from <laughs> thousands of miles away. <laughs> RJ starts getting chest pains out of nowhere. You get oh, you your hand oh, just freezes and it's like, what what happened? What was that? RJ, is that you? <laughs> something is ter- something terrible has happened. <laughs> I still want to do that YouTube channel, man, where I I buy CGC oh, no. like oh, key issues God, and drop dude. them in a blender. You would give people fucking oh, heart attacks, dude. Like if you put Amazing Fantasy fifteen at a shredder, you would kill somebody. <laughs> that would I actually love it, but it would. I be, would. You would. I'd show it up at your house to physically stop you from doing that. Actually, like, and I don't even care I, about I would get murdered. like that. But we'd have to yeah, hit you right really at would. that point. <laughs> yeah, like I, you'd see me on the news. They're like, local asshole was murdered for a good reason. <laughs> for a good reason. <laughs> He's dead, and we're all happy about it. I just go to court and, and I explain what happened. They're like, oh, yeah, it's. I feel like it would cool. be great to. Um, we could do the same thing. You just you only do it with like notoriously bad number ones that for some reason are CGC'd. Yeah, but no one would care. Yeah, it would be funny. But then you just throw in like a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Got to keep them guessing. Fool on you! Can't do it. Yeah. It just, it just just to go through the whole thing just in total silence staring at the camera it's just like <laughs> like like just breaking it out of the cgc packaging would make people go nuts and then it's just like it pans out i'm standing over doing? a shredder and it's like oh god what's no. he doing oh my no, oh god no. what's he doing it's not plugged in it's not plugged in. It's, just, you, it's just you one press, of like, those the test button it's He's one of those do like it. things where, from like the viral videos where it's like the two oh cylinders god. and you just watch it like do you know it'd be even better if you pulled the staples out 
Oh, as you're doing it, no. and it just did it page by page. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> so it's not just all done at what once. If you, you what if you each reviewed, page at once. What if you reviewed the book and the art as you did it? <laughs> <laughs> this book is excellent. The art is incredible. This is Kirby in his top form. This is, uh, this is a <laughs> Fantastic 447. This is really incredible. I've never seen art so good. And then just like... Rah! Like it's like oh, I've never over seen your art voice so good. <laughs> the sound of the shredder. Oh my god! I, I have to start talking even louder about how much I love the book as it's being. I really out. love this. <laughs> that would be. Incredible. This is the first appearance of. <laughs> yeah. See him? There he is, right wow. there. I would get demonetized Bye. so fast. Oh my god, that would be so good. Fuck. There's a market for people to watch. There is a, there is a part of this world that would. The exact love, same people that, that watched Fear Factor. You remember that show, Fear Factor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. Or it's just it's like this, just cringing and being upset about people eating like things that you're terrified of. And like, I love like, when you had the people on there who were just like, "Sweet, I don't just give a shit. Give yeah, a I'll shit. eat that roach. Give I'll me give, that roach. I'll it's delicious. A free dinner. Let's do this. <laughs> free dinner. Uh, anyway. All right, can we fucking talk about Thor now? Yes, yes. I've been sorry. waiting. We've, it's so been sorry, two geez. fucking hours. I've stalled just, long enough. When do you oh mean my two god! Hours? More like oh five my days. God. It feels like it's been days. I've been days. Well, it has been. When did you read scream. Thor? Because you've been screaming Tuesday. about it. Ever Tuesday since. afternoon, okay, I read this so book. Been I've been then. screaming ever since. Oh my god! Thor number six by Donny Cates and Nick Klein. Are, uh, colors by Matt Wilson. Holy shit, you guys! Dude, probably the best center spread in a book in like the last five or six years at least so so basically this book takes place months after issue five and it's him in the throne room getting drunk as fuck and uh silver surfer aka black surfer because he's he's been swallowed by the void now um shows up to the throne room he's like you okay bro like you do like you good because like no one's heard from you in a while and like that shit was wild and uh and then as they're talking about it if (laughs) You like my breakdown? <laughs> it's p- fucking perfect. I love You're it. You're just like just trying to get us there. Like I know what you yeah, want just, to talk I about. Get, <laughs> I just I can't breathe. I got to get to the part. What? That's exactly what happens though, so it's fine. <laughs> so then it flashes back to the battle. So so it leaves the we we ended issue five with the revelation that the Black Winter is actually the charge of. Galactus. Galactus is his herald and has been escaping his his charge yeah. ever since. From another his herald universe. Of, right? yeah, from another universe. Yeah. From a parent universe, if you will. So then uh, the Black Winter is just like, yo, you gotta come back. You gotta come home because I need you to be my herald, bro. And he's like, no, we can't. W- Thor, we're gonna we're gonna fight him, right? And then Gal- and he's like, no, we're not. And then we we are not. I will, but we will not. So then, because because Thor is still pissed at Galactus for just eating a fucking planet, that he's not and it's like, to, oh, yeah. turns out you were just a coward. It's just like when you like- leave pizza on the table and the dog eats it, and you're like, god damn it. <laughs> Ate that whole no, because you can't punish the dog. You didn't that's, even that's save mean. any of that planet for leftovers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> tummy ache, Galactus. Oh my god. So so yeah. So he's like, uh, you ate that planet without without permission, and uh, you lied to me that you were a herald. So he steals all of Galactus's power, and then just fucking murders him. Turns him he, into a goddamn skeleton. He took his power cosmic and just fucked him. R- 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 that's the whole center spread. It's 
That's the whole so Sinner's Bread is beautiful. Galactus yes. getting turned into a my shriveled ear, prune. My ears are still ringing. Yeah, you got very you gotta loud. you gotta put in earplugs and wear polarized sunglasses to read this book. <laughs> That's not even the loudest part of this book. No, it's so not. then after he kills Galactus, he turns Galactus into a fucking planet bomb. And then it crackles so goddamn loud that it clips. Like, the fucking crackle on this book is is searing. So he murders the Black Winter with a Galactus bomb. But then at the very end, after all that, there's just, like, one black snowflake falling. And he's like, hey, before I go, you want to, like, know how you die? And Thor's like, yeah, all right, fine, fuck it, show me. And uh, the last panel spread is what appears to be a zombie apocalypse. Marvel zombies, let's do it. Marvel zombies, with Thanos in the forefront, carrying, he's got one hand that's got Null's, like, gauntlet, like, like the, the, like, um, black gauntlet from Null on one hand, and then on the other hand, he's holding Mjolnir covered in infinity stones. He made himself so, a like, arts and crafts project. He did. <laughs> he bedazzled uh, Mjolnir. He bedazzled Mjolnir. <laughs> Using a little bit of like, uh, you know, epoxy, some some hobby glue, and just kind of <laughs> stuck him on there. He, he that's a, that's such a cute him. picture that I want to see. Is just um, Galactus like with a hot glue gun, putting all the uh, Infinity Stones on the Infinity Gauntlet, like like sticking his tongue out the side of his mouth, like yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, like, so we were talking about this at the shop and RJ is nonplussed uh, about the whole thing, which I don't really know why, but, uh, you know, I can kind of get the fatigue of Thanos, you know, cause like since 10 years of movies and a bunch of comics, Thanos is kind of the go-to guy when you want to be go big or go home. But, and I would agree under any of the circumstances, but Donnie Cates's run on Thanos was fucking legendary and it was what started all of this fucking cosmic shit that he that he writes now so it's really like a culmination of it's 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 a return to the well for him and his his writing of thanos is incredible so i'm fucking stoked like everything about that is fucking exciting (laughs) so yeah i'm guessing this is all the stuff we've been talking like venom null thanos yeah it's all all, it's all leading up to king in black and then i imagine whatever is after king in black is all this is this is like post king in black teaser if i had to guess yeah it might even likely. be the end of his thor run if I, like who knows like yeah maybe he's only got a planned set of issues and this is just going to be what he leads into it'd be great if that was his final issue but there's no resolution and he just makes someone else write it here you go <laughs> just figure, you it, figure out. it out <laughs> <laughs> i thought it was I, ba- I thought the other badass thing here is like after they cut back to asgard after everything like oh yeah his fucking throne room is just galactus's helmet no like, not just his throne room the the it's the entrance to the Bifrost Bridge is Galactus's helmet. Because at the very beginning of the issue, a Surfer shows up and he's like, "Hey, what's up?" He's like, "I like uh, like what you've done with the place." Yeah, it's fucking. And he's like, great. "Yeah, I thought it was fitting." And that's they just kind of hint at the new structural change to the Bifrost Bridge, and then the next the time you see it is fucking it's Galactus's, Galactus's helmet. That's so it's great. Like, is the is the like Disneyland. Like, it's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> awesome. <laughs> you have to walk through the castle <laughs> to get into the. My favorite Disneyland, the one with Mickey's skull, is the entrance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say the same thing. <laughs> it's a giant uh, Mickey skull, yeah. and you have to walk in through his mouth <laughs> into the happiest place on earth. 
Yep. <laughs> That's fantastic. Fuck. This book is so fucking good. I just, my only problem, my only fear is that, like, how the, where the fuck do you go from this, man? He like, because real big. He went real fucking big. And, like, I know for a fact the next story arc he has, like, teased that, like, is solicited is Donald Blake is coming back. So, like, all right. What the fuck <laughs> is he doing to this book? I love it. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm a little bummed that Galactus is dead. He's my favorite hungry, hungry space traveler. He has died and come back so many fucking times. Don't I worry. I mean, I'm He'll still allowed to be a little bummed what that if... he died. Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. Oh, Pour some buffer for some Galactus. <laughs> in the chat for Galactus. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's hard to feel sorry for a guy like Galactus. You know, he's that kind of guy who's going to, like, go out to eat with you, make a pig of himself, and then suggest splitting the check equally. Like, yeah. He hogged all the nachos with all yeah, the can't, you can't all the eat meat and cheese. All the top, yeah, on you it. can't eat all the fully loaded nachos. Everyone <laughs> knows that. That's that's a that's a a callback. That's a hell of a callback. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think that's a year old callback. I think it was from our like first episode. Yeah, something like that. Really early on. <laughs> There's a rule here. You can't do it. <laughs> it's against. But the he's rule. totally that guy. Oh, he yeah, is. He's sure. also, yeah, we find out that he's just a fucking coward that's been running from his his duty it just to just to go to a separate gla- galaxy and eat planets for fun. Yeah, just to eat all the been... shrimp at every party, you know. No, Dad, <laughs> I'm going to this universe eating Earth. You can't stop me. Can't stop me. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh man but yeah that was thor I'm, i've just been trying to i've been waiting to get that out so for a wanna, week now you just want to ride this vibe and go right into wonder woman yeah i do this is also incredible <laughs> oh man <laughs> yeah, speaking this of book. loud books holy shit yeah dude, this fucking thing is... the real metal dc book in my opinion dude i'm uh yeah fuck that <laughs> this has got to be better than metal like talk about a two-page spread yeah, this, this is the call to call to battle like of this, uh, it's like, just it's the final climactic battle against thing? the Amazonians. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yep. So so basically, the issue three was where he figured out how the apocalypse happened, why the apocalypse happened, and all that shit. It's all Wonder Woman's fault. And uh, yeah, pretty much. It's, yeah, yeah. The humans, humans aren't great for nuking the mascara. Um, but uh, yeah. So so basically, the humans have their final stand against the Hydras and. Wonder Woman like comes in to try and save the day, but it's these like impossible odds. But we find out that Batman, um, his his dying moment. This was such a great. Yeah. Um, also, age. super fucking relatable of Batman like just like waiting to die while like sipping fucking vodka <laughs> in his apocalypse chair. It was just like shit. <laughs> this is probably like for him. It's probably like the only time he drinks too. So it's like, probably the only time he's ever relaxed, honestly. Yeah, that too. Yeah. But uh, but right before he he goes to like have his final drink and say goodbye to the world, he um he has this this like box that he hands to Cyborg Superman. He's like, only give this to humans. Like, only give this to a, to a human when 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 the time is right. And we find out later that it was um, it was the the thing that could give her her full power back. So it he kind of extracted he, her her god power, basically. Yeah, he nerfed yeah. her when 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 she was like dying. He nerfed her, took out all of her powers, and she's you know on like you know partial capacity. So he he knew that there was going to be a time when the humans needed her again, but he wanted them to be the ones to decide when she could get get a second chance, and if she was worthy, and if of she it. was worthy of a second chance. So. So we see D, like one of the main human 
people in in this post-apocalyptic like getting that box and using it and then she just fucking lays waste to some fucking monster amazonians this fucking battle like talk about we we talk about this is one of the magazine sized ones so you're saying that amazons drive hybrids (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty good um they use the space like he uses these huge pages for these just massive, like Daniel Warren Johnson, ba- man. Like Especially because like we, the the last panel of the of issue three was her ripping out Clark's like spinal column oh, yeah, to use as a weapon, and we get to see her fucking use it. She's yeah. just like cracking skulls. In every inch of this book is important. There's so much detail. It's yeah. beautiful. It's, it's fucking gorgeous. And this pissed it's off the- Pegasus, I love it. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, and just the, the, oh my gosh, so fucking badass. Like, yeah, dude, this is the be- book pe- we, people need to be reading. Yeah, it's gorgeous. I metal. also love, yeah, also go buy it because there's talk of, you know, Black Label not really having a future later on because they, well, fi- they fired the- books like this. Yeah, if it'll well, yeah, save it, I mean, like we all this. agree that it's incredible, but Holy like crap. they they fired the fucking um uh editor in charge of the black label books, so like hopefully that guy gets his job back if we scream loud enough, or at the very least they continue the line and mm-hmm. we get a sequel to this. You know, like I yeah, I can't imagine them stopping making books like this because it's incredible. Dude, through this whole battle, they're going back and forth, and like that scene, like they have a they finally have a moment where they decide like all right we're not gonna survive this unless we give wonder woman her power back and she you know d makes the makes her way through and actually gives the power back and she just just starts fucking shit up so like with superman's spinal column um (laughs) and just destroying these swaths of huge monsters like one of which is being ridden by her mother no her mother is like mutated onto it that's oh, that's right. her mom's legs well, it's like is part the of hydra. Her. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah, right. she's like a she's like a giant like uh, minotaur. Well, but, she like eviscerates it, and then she ends up winning when the mom like retreats back into the sea and like kind of win the day. But like just the carnage and like the the scenes that he draws in this, like there's also there's a so really good. cool moment at the end where like because she just killed like her everyone she's ever cared about right so seriously at the end of the battle when it's supposed to be like the humans victory we did it we won she turns around and the humans are already helping bury her friends oh i like Like that moment where she's the first to break ground and she doesn't see anyone else around her and she turns around and there's like one shovel and then it's like hundreds Mm -hmm. yeah exactly like they they she didn't have to ask or anything they just like respected her enough to know like that this was hard for her you know like it yeah. was super cool. Yeah. The weight of that is done so well without any words, you know? Exactly. The book is so beautiful. The inks in this are amazing. There's so much detail packed in. And the sound effects are phenomenal. Like, there's yeah. really... Also very loud. Like, they're really well-placed <laughs> and, like, it's it's very, very good. <laughs> like, everything yeah. about this is done well. Yeah, this will be one that I buy in hardcover. I'm going to buy the like yeah. collected volume of all this yeah, just to have it. It's so good. It's a masterpiece. Um, mm-hmm. It's really, really it's well done. Re- it's really, really well done. Yeah, this is... Yeah, it turns out this is what happens when you give creators full creative control over classic characters. They create something beautiful, you know? Yeah, and you don't need it to be like a... Full, like, yeah, this is a great Elseworlds-type Wonder Woman story, and it's amazing. You don't have to always be in that continuity either. Great. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And just like the motion, like when she's swinging uh, Clark's skull and spine, like, ah, I can't say enough good things about the art in this. Someone described Mm -hmm. Daniel Warren Johnson as a grunge Mobius, and I can't unsee it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Fucking grunge Mobius. (laughs) Yeah, because there's like a filthiness about it, you know, like it's got like, like all that detail, all of, and everyone's like, you know gross it's it's like <laughs> all beautifully gross mm. yeah it works very well ah yeah. oh, this is so good again another just crank up some fucking metal and just read this book and you'll just you'll feel so <laughs> you'll be so hyped you'll be ready to take on the world speaking of ready to take on the world fucking excalibur this is uh other world <laughs> taking take on, on other, other world, world. taking on other world <laughs> um. Yeah. What? What? What was this book? I know. <laughs> I know they're Sean trying to figure out how to save Shogo. Book. So that's yeah. So I'm Shogo at. got downed by. So so the Opal Saturnine Saturnine Saturnine. I never know how to pronounce it. I've only ever Opal Luna Saturnine Saturnine. Yeah. So I've I've only ever. That's one of those words that I've only ever read. It's like a Adam with um. Uh, uh, Wendigo. <laughs> if you've never heard the red, the word read aloud, then you don't know how to pronounce it's not, it. It's not my fault. I know it's not your fault. That's just a thing that happens sometimes. I'm saying, I, if I'm mispronouncing Saturnine, I apologize. <laughs> um, Saturnine. But basically, the, the order of the Saturnine have uh, two separate um, uh, clergy people, you know, like um, pr- priestesses, and the, the priestess, priestess um, the the green faction are all about like conflict resolution and trying to kind of be as pacifist as possible, and the white faction are just like murder, like it's just fucking kill well, the them. White and ask ones are, later. The white yeah. ones are very loyal to Saturnine, and the green ones are more loyal to like the ideal of her. Yeah, yeah. loyal to the letter of her law versus the idea that what she was striving for. Yeah. So it's really the interpretation of. Yeah, and uh, it's Protestant versus Catholic. The Greens have um, (laughs) Jubilee captive and are nursing Shogo. uh, Yeah, because the Whites uh, tried to murder Shogo and like yeah, yeah, and they have her in a tree on timeout because Jubilee keeps threatening to shoot lights at their face and they don't like it very much. (laughs) (laughs) She's not taking it well. No, yeah, Yeah, which understandable. Her infant dragon child is. Hurt and, and they, they, and they no can't even do. take her. T- they can't even take him back home because they don't know what'll happen when they take him through the portal. Because when they took, when they went through the portal in the first place, he turned into a dragon. So mm-hmm. like when they go through the portal again, is he going to turn back into a baby? And like the wound is bigger than baby size. <laughs> so like, what the fuck is going to happen to him? Yeah, so, whole so baby like they're just wound. they're forced to kind of be stuck there and have to nurse him back to health in other worlds. So like mm-hmm. the rest of the team needs to get to the citadel to plant the Krakoan. Um, you know, like like root to like try and like get a um uh, a stronghold a on on Otherworld, and they're they're running out of time, so they have to like decide whether to like leave her behind or stay with her or like what to do. So they decide to charge ahead and like go fight the Citadel at full force, and that's uh it's an intense choice. So before uh, that, though, Richter gets uh seduced away uh, yeah, by does. the priestesses. Uh, and there's this like crystal that uh, is kind of calling to him because he's in commune with the earth, and because he, he's a druid. Yeah, and because of 
the being next to a source of power, he, he gets a call from Daddy Blue Lips. <laughs> Blue Dad. Daddy, Daddy Blue Dad. Lips. He's like, there's apocalypse for those that don't know what we're talking about. And he's like, or normally sound or whatever it makes. I've been trying to you know contact you, but I but I can't get through except for now because you must be near a source of power. So and then he he's like, I've got this story to tell you, and he let me tell you all about the externals. He calls him. He call he tells him about externals and the high lords, and uh, and Condra, and uh, the the origin of Condra's. Soul Soul Gem, I which uh, Storm had for a long time because Storm stole it. Mm. Yeah, Storm this stole is the Soul so Gem. Got it. We have we have varying levels of X Men knowledge in this show. Um, RJ, which is all of it, and Sean, which is none of it, and then it's a sliding scale in between. <laughs> like me and Adam both kind of fall somewhere <laughs> on the level. So like, I was reading this going like. Okay, yeah, like I've, I know who the externals are. I'm aware of this gym. I don't really know who she is. Uh, like I know of Saturnine, but not really. You know, like so I'm kind of like chugging along and just imagining RJ losing his fucking mind and Sean going, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Cool, old people in cloaks." Well, yeah. the High Lords are immortal. They're they're a group of immortal mutants, and Condra. Uh, uh, Which Apocalypse is in that group, by the way. Yeah, well, because he, yeah. yeah, he's the first mutant. He's telling the story. Um, <laughs> and then Condra, uh, who they talk about putting her her soul into the gem to fuck over everyone else, she was first appeared in Gambit's backstory because she was uh, like Gambit was like part of the Thieves Guild, and um, she was giving her uh, life essence to the Thieves Guild to keep them. Uh, immortal, and mm. that's like a big part of Gambit's backstory. Got it. Good to know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I read a lot that's... of this just like squinting real hard and going like, "I should buy more <laughs> X Men comics." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got yeah. It. This all, it's all like tip of the tongue. I know that this is okay, so... very steeped in X Men lore, it's... and RJ will explain yeah. it to me later. So at the very um, end, when Gambit grabs that gem, that's a big deal, right? Yeah, well, exactly. So yeah, the very I assume that's Condra's gem because of well, Oh, it totally yeah, well, it is. Definitely it has is to that. be. I, yeah, I, picked, so, so I got basically, that much. <laughs> basically they they break through the forces, they get to the into the citadel and um the Lady Opal, late Lady what's her face? Opal Luna. Right? Saturn. Huh? No, Lord yes, Opal. Yes, Lady Opal Saturn. Magi- so she Omniversal Magistrix. There we go. Omniversal Magistrix. So she requires uh, you know, a uh, meeting with Captain Britain. So she's like, a wants a clo- yeah, she requires a closed door meeting with Captain Britain, kicks everyone else out. And then so Rogue and Gambit are just like, huh, so she just really uh, left us the keys of the fucking castle, huh? And they just start snooping around and find a cabinet with a bunch of shit in it. And she's like, like Rogue hands them like a deck of cards and is just like, oh, we should, you know, relieve them of this since they tried to murder us anyway. Fuck it. And then he's like, oh, I like this one a lot and pulls out the, the gem. Uh, so that's interesting. I yeah. The other part of that. Yeah, how the fuck understand. did that get there? Yeah, right. <laughs> They're just keeping it in a, like a dusty armoire. Yeah. And how haunted <laughs> is that pack of cards? <laughs> right. <laughs> and do we really want a guy like Gambit holding on to him? Yeah. I mean, I trust Gambit yes. more than I trust. He's gonna other light people. them on fire and throw them at people. Yeah. <laughs> um. But then what the what was this? What was the dude getting caught into the gate once that actually went through? It's Richter. Like talk- Richter, like what the deal? What was that? What was going on there? 
because it wasn't like a gate that went right back to. Um, oh, that was because they, so they needed they needed apocalypse. to put the so they 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 plant the they plant the yeah. um uh the root the, they plant the flower for the Krakoan gate and then right as Richter's jumping through he's like oh wait weren't we supposed to put a gem to make it actually work because it has yeah. to like overcome other world's magic and then as he's saying that he just falls into an empty void yeah I mean we're <laughs> we'll find out we also yeah, didn't exactly. find out what happened from all of them turning into Captain Britain last issue because yeah I I oh, thought right. I had That's missed an point. issue honestly because I, I was just like what the f- where did that come? Where did that? I come? just no, assumed I didn't explained. read the whole issue. Also, like, what happened to Jubilee's <laughs> cool glasses and all that? No, they haven't explained it yet. Yeah, they will. I imagine that might be Ten of Swords content because this is all leading up to Ten of Swords. Yeah. Also, when did they shoot down Shogo? Uh, that the was big battle. Yeah. Yeah, that was right before Captain Britain dies, and they all individually take yeah. up the mantle in like separate universes. Like, so like Shogo gets shot down. Then Captain Britain dies. Then we spawn like four separate multiversal like timelines. Oh, where right. Where they each become Captain Britain. That's right. I, for- I forgot we had some time shattering that happened. Yeah, some yeah. some multiverse action going on. I, some I, some I, Captain Britain core. I got really confused. Uh, I guess temporally as to what the hell where I was and <laughs> what I was reading. I'm always confused temporally. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. That was, I love uh, the way it's like all these different genre bends. Fantasy X Men. Yeah, it is really is. It one is one of my favorite things. Steeped in some magic. It's steeped in some X Men like, lore. It's super well done. It feel it's like the it's the best Excalibur since Claremont, and uh, it it's such a good predecessor. It takes all these different threads and is like weaving them so well and. Uh, it, the fact that it's going to be used to spawn a huge event, it's so exciting. Yeah, like, I'm really excited that Ten of Swords is spinning out of this, because it's definitely the strongest. Like, I, I'll i say that, like, Marauders is more fun, and, like, even Hellions and, and X-Factor have, like, a little bit more, like, fun as an X-Men book, but I think Excalibur might be, like, the most well-written. Um, it's definitely, like, the the deepest you know what i mean yeah there's a lot going on with this yeah they're they're doing a it's it's doing some heavy lifting in these stories just with like all the magical people like i have an apocalypse blue dad or oh daddy blue blue dad. i love blue dad daddy so blue much lips. um it's kind of <laughs> great him being in here because you know like he's doing shit for mutants but he's also just like definitely not letting anyone else know what he's actually doing so like you're always like what's what's this fucker up to <laughs> i always feel he's up to something and it's gonna screw somebody over he is up to something but it, it the whole thing about x-men right now is that it's like pro mutant kind and that's yeah. all he's ever wanted so he's on the same team right now yeah it's just a matter of when how long he stays on that he, team well how long that team is in his favor how, how long they're on the same agenda yeah. until it becomes not radical enough for him and he has to kill all the humans or something. Seems, seems reasonable. I mean, same. <laughs> Again, Dude, relatable. Same. It's funny that all of these dystopias are, are becoming more and more relatable. <laughs> I mean, I have a whole theory with like that involves like magical thinking and like projecting realities and all that Dumb uh, yeah. shit. It's called the secret. It's real. 
<laughs> yeah, and we used it to create um, Escape from New York reality. Thanks a lot. <laughs> and, and, and the we Snyder used it Cut. For the, oh, yeah, I was just about to say we used it for the Snyder <laughs> Cut. We got the fucking Snyder yeah, Cut. We, Thanks. we, as a society, had one wish, and we, we wasted <laughs> it on that. We didn't wish for more wishes. We wished for the Snyder <laughs> we Cut. Didn't want the, we didn't yeah. want the pandemic to end. Yeah. We, wanted we didn't our want four universal health care. Cut. <laughs> Uh, all right. So, uh, what we got for next week's good books? question? Uh, looks like a, X looks like Factor, a good... Mara- uh, Hellions, and Empire X Men, or um, X Men. A book that I think I think and regular X Men. As a group that we have here, oh, I think this is a hot take. Uh, I'm actually kind of excited for Batman Three Jokers. Um, I'll I don't know. There's. I think uh, Jeff Johns has some problematic things to account for, but uh, as a book, I heard that it might be entertaining. So I'm probably I'm going to read it just as a shopkeep. I'm going to read it so that I can tell people whether or not it's good. So you will be hearing on the show and in person <laughs> whether it's good or not. Um, yeah, I like so, the premise. So of it's it's so definitely I'll... the biggest book of next week. Yeah, so. I hope it's good. Uh, you know, the premise sounds interesting. Um, so I think we'll the premise see. is actually dumb, but there's some potential there. That's that's where I'm kind of going into it. I'm just like, I don't want it, but I'll take it. <laughs> Bold. Yeah. Daredevil, oh, Daredevil annual. annual? Jinx. Yeah. <laughs> you owe me a soda. You, you owe me a GIGO soda. Turtles comes out. <laughs> Record-breaking Spawn 309. Yes. Nice. I love that we're keeping that joke alive. Yeah, like RJ <laughs> said, Turtles. I think you shouted off all the X books, right, RJ? Yeah. Black Magic, Hellblazer. Ghost Spider. I don't know. I'm just reading the list here. Oh, Plunge. <laughs> I think it's the last issue of Plunge. Yeah, stoked for Plunge. That'll be Family cool. Family Tree. Last God. Oh, nice. Nice, nice. Fantastic Four Antithesis, number one. Yeah, it's the Neil Adams uh, Fantastic Four book. That could be I'm cool. I'm check that out. Oh, there's that... Uh... Usagi. Wait, no, never mind. Wind. Texas Blood. This is going to be a big week. Amethyst. Uh, Lock and Key, I think, is the one. I don't know if this is the tie into Sandman. It's a one shot. I'm not sure. It's one of I mean... two. Oh, okay. Never mind. I know they're writing one that ties into Sandman, but I don't care. I'll read Lock and Key all day. Billionaire Wind? Island, again. Billionaire Island, is, yeah. Is that Wind just coming out three? every other week now? Apparently. And the cover is apparently just now Kid Rock. Or no, it's a different <laughs> president. But he's got yep. a duck hat on. <laughs> Looks great. An American flag cape. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is going to be a big week for us. I don't. Um, I'm very curious to see how it pans out. Yeah, I think that's every. Oh, oh, there's. Are you guys getting free comic book day stuff still? Somewhat. What are you looking for? What are you, oh, what just, you, I was just looking through. There's a Usagi Ujimbo free comic book day. Oh yeah, we might. Have I want that. that. Yeah. Yes, please. I'll make sure you get that. So that's the only reason I mentioned that. I, figured adam would at least want it <laughs> but other than that i think we've covered everything it's a big week for us for sure Dude, stan sakai has yeah. just been killing it I-, I like how rj called him stan the guy sakai the last time we talked about him and i want that to catch on that's, that's fantastic so that's it for uh for last week's comics and you know this week's comics so uh make sure you follow us on twitter and instagram at last week's comics um you know support us on patreon at duelinggenre.com slash support you'll help us out you'll help a bunch of other cool podcasts on dueling genre um yeah and uh yeah, go, go check out uh tmnt minute we're doing some really special stuff over there every saturday uh 
it's been a lot of fun. I've been getting to do artwork for it, which has been an exciting thing for me. <laughs> and, uh, you know, please support your local comic shop. Get out there, buy some comics, and wear a mask. Uh, please wear your mask. And I, I understand there might be some people listening to this episode on a delay and you live in a future where you don't need to wear a mask and i'm really jealous of you for that but for now (laughs) if you're listening this week and you live you know in an area where we're still masked up wear a mask just wear a mask uh yeah so uh for myself casey sean and rj this is tales from the short box goodbye everybody